Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. We've, uh, so we moved on to the sour uh, board, which is probably my favorite, my favorite uh, part of the day. Which um, one do you get for uh, the one? This on the is uh, right for the picking. Yeah. Gun, Hill, is... Gun Hill collaboration. Mm. Okay. This, yeah. this is oh really good. That's outstanding. And it, it, I did not expect the level of sour, to be honest. It's, it's awesome. Well, and it is evolved, and we, we canned it there. So they, they came here, um, and we did accidental text on purpose, uh, which was a, you know, a lager style that we did with him. Hop, it was a hoppy lager, essentially, and uh, IPL. And it was awesome. So then we did this there, and they came and did three. I think, we, no, we triple batched into a 10 for IPL. Okay. Uh, that was before we had the 10 barrel. So we were tripping ba- triple batching into 10s. Oof. Then we went there and we made 60 barrels. This was the biggest batch of beer we've ever made, uh, which got distributed. And we went there on canning day to help them and had way too much fun. Uh, <laughs> and then we didn't drink it again for a little bit. But coming off the canning line, beers are coming off the canning line, sub-freezing. They're coming off at about 30 degrees. Wow. And a beer is so different at 30 degrees, especially sour. Sours get hidden yeah. by temperature. Yeah. So um, it came out maybe a little bit green, but it was cold and it was delicious. But it wasn't until two weeks later when we finally got the, the right for the picking hangover out of us that we came back and got to taste it here. And we were just blown away. And then... You guys got it in its best form. It's been sitting out for, you know, about a half hour. And with the sours, once it warms a little bit, that's kind of why I want yeah, to do this last. Yeah, they a lot. Yeah. The fruit comes out so much more, and then it just I was going to ask, is there, is there actually fruit in here, or is it just the hop character? Yeah, no, there is, and we can Google it because there's, there's, I know there's passion fruit in there for sure, um, yeah. and I don't want to speak out of pocket. I, I, I'll look it up on a tap, but um, look at me having a couple beers and forgetting – <laughs> you guys have the computers. Look up right for the picking. There you go. Um, but yeah, no, there, there's. Typing. That was kind of our country. Well, apparently, there's an urban dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Who knows what we're yeah, let's get, the, little, let's little get the urban. Little, little I should internet. say the top result is urban dictionary. So. Yeah. That was our kind of our. Oh, a single person who is available to date. Ah, uh, that's not that. Yeah, cool. uh, that's Boom. not even that cool. No. That's, that's that's PG. That's not as entertaining as an urban. But chestnut. I will say that uh, right for the picking, <laughs> Gunhill is the third, uh, the third, uh, um, third auto complete. Yeah. All right. The, the la- I have the label on my pictures. If we can't find the description, but um, no, it, it's it, that was kind of our contribution to the collaboration. We, I, obviously, right. in a collab, you want to bring something, and um, they have an awesome. They had a. They were they've been doing cow, uh, settle kettle sounds for a bit. We had, we had the fruit consistency, so that's we contributed all the purees. So these okay. purees were, are the exact same purees that we use in all of our beer. Yeah. What, what well, do we have in there? Whoever you're using for your passion puree fruit and um, uh, apricot, sorry. Passion fruit apricot. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. the apricot's definitely in there. To me, yeah. I found it's almost like a, a tart uh, magic hat number nine. Hmm. Okay, that's, that's what yeah. I, I yeah, apricot's I get. Apricot's very forward with me. Um, to me, it almost comes off like um, like a sour like. It's got like a sander, uh, sour candy kind of flavor too. Almost like if you had sour version of Mike and Ike's is kind of what I'm getting. Like it's a very sweet fruit flavor to it from that passion fruit. Yeah. So like I, that's what I'm getting a lot of and I really enjoy it. The beauty like, of beer, everyone tastes something different. It's kind of like colors. Everyone sees something different. And yeah. we also, you know, we used to worry about what comments people had. And then we had to realize, hey, everyone's different and you may taste something and hate it. And did, did I mean, there's definitely there's definitely that uh, one star. I hate 
stout. Yeah, right, so, exactly. But You're I like, mean, that's okay, just, cool. That's, that's just, just like your opinion, man. <laughs> that's just <laughs> exactly. That's just something you you learn to do with uh, years down the road. I figure same in reviews. When we were in our infancy and <clears throat> had ten reviews, and you get a bad one, it it sucks. But now it's kind of like. When you have a hundred reviews and they're all five stars, and then somebody leaves a one-star review, who looks like the asshole? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but now this, every everybody tastes different things, and this, I love. I, to me, it's a it's a tart, uh, Magic Hat number nine. And I mean, that's I mean, you hit on the point where that's why our rating system is sort of a joke because you know it, it's yeah. relatively meaningless. We wanted to, we wanted to tell people how much we liked it in a way that wouldn't necessarily affect how much they like it. And I think one of the biggest compliments I ever got is the first time I came down to get beer. Actually, it was for a Super Bowl party a couple of years ago. I came down to get one of the first kettle sours you guys put out, and Chris was like, "Oh yeah, you're the podcast guy. I love that rating system." He's like, "It makes it's perfect. It's so good." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I tell people new to Untapped because Chris and I got on Untapped before it was cool. Um, <laughs> We don't use it anymore, <clears throat> but it's it's as as a as a brewer we love feedback and as a brewery I want feedback. But maybe I and I've spoken on Tapped about this and it will never change. And I think I speak for a lot of breweries. Like leave a comment, you know, tell me the beer sucks ass in the comments, right? But don't rate the beer, right? Because I don't think people realize that. Um, Stores, beer distributors. Like when we just started distributing to Manhattan and we okay. said, What would you like? Oh, yeah. Like and then they give us a list of beers and we're like, Oh, coincidentally, that's the top five beers we have on Untapped. Or we've walked into beer distributors. Yeah, like some, and, and they'll and have it like on the shelf. They'll have or, like the Untapped ratings. Yeah, yeah. Or they'll, they'll frankly look it up like, Oh, what do you got there? Oh, you have sore thumb? One second. And they like look it up on Untapped. Okay, I'll take that. So I think, you know. We, I don't get any feedback from a three-star. Right. I, don't, I don't get any feedback from a five-star, mm. you know? But I do get feedback from, hey, the carbonation was a little low. I'd like a little more carbonated next time. Or, hey, it was too vanilla forward. It tasted like sunscreen to me. Yeah. Those, those are so much more valuable to us. And I appreciate the one through five-star rating, and I understand why it's in place. But... If you really want to impact the brewery and impact Chris and I as, mm-hmm. as brewery owners, we would always advocate, like, leave, the, leave it behind. Like, if you, look at, if you look at my untapped, which I still have, you know, you'll see things like, future sober Brad, you loved this beer. Drink it again. There you go. <laughs> you know, or because so many beers, so that's the other thing. So many beers are coming in check-ins at 3 o'clock in the morning. I've already had 10 beers or at festivals when you've had 65-ounce pours. So I was always a big comment guy. I was like, I would say, I don't like Belgians, but this is a good Belgian. Right, right. I'm not going to order this beer, but I appreciate the beer. Right. Or this is an amazing stout. I can't drink a full one in the summer. Yeah. As opposed to being like, two stars, summer, don't like stouts. Yeah, like right. That's, <laughs> You're not really helping us. <laughs> no, yeah. So it's like... It's Heard rate, it, not helping with the rate, even It's like, a, good job, buddy. Like, why did you even get it? Then? And even, yeah. even with the brewery, like... We, we had a guy that last year he said like he had a comment. It was like, can't be there in the winter. It's too cold. And I literally called him and I was like, thank you. Like, yeah. And I put in a heater. You know, like right. I, I know why you rated us low for that. I appreciate that. But you gave feedback that made me make the brewery better. There you go. So 
Like we mu- we can take criticism. We have thick- I'm a school teacher. You know how much criticism yeah. I get? Yes, I do. <laughs> you know? Like all I do is get punched in the face all day for things that aren't my fault. But if if people left ratings that made the brewery better. Like if if I made a beer and just people kept giving it one star, one star, one star, one star, I'd be like, "Okay, well people don't like this beer, but how the hell do I fix that?" Yeah. Where if people would be like too malty, too malty, too malty, too malty, I'll lower the grain bill, yeah. I'll up the ABV a little bit, and I'll make it better, and then boom, everyone's happy, and then we yeah. can raise the beer that way. So, I don't know that's my two cents on ratings. No, <laughs> it, it makes it makes perfect sense. Call to action: Stop giving star ratings on Untapped, please, and just comment. I can take a shitty comment, but I, I ah, even a four star with no comment. When we go through now, I mean, yeah. I don't know how many check ins we have now, um, but I only entertain the ones that have comments there you go if i entertain them at all i only entertain the ones and that, that makes sense yeah yeah because the ratings mean nothing to me yeah. yeah so far no one's paying attention to you i'm just like scrolling through the one for this right for the picking and they're all very good ratings but like you said the four stars five stars like okay what did you dig about it what can i keep doing to, to that's do it for really other yeah, what would you like what yeah why why was why was it only four stars instead of five and that's and you, and you want to ask that and i i wear my heart on my sleeve and that's one thing about having a partnership you know chris is very level-headed he's very um he has a much thicker skin and there were times I've I'm guilty of the untapped tirade right you know not as bad as I've seen some people but I, I've been guilty of it and you know there's been times where he's had to sit me down and be like dude did they buy the beer and I'm like yeah they, then you won they bought the beer <laughs> and you know sometimes you just gotta let some shit slide yeah. you know and um, but it's hard to be like hey Thanks for the comment. What was wrong with it without sounding like a dick on the internet? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it, it, hey, thanks for the two-star rating. What did you not like about it? Or when people are like, I hate pina coladas, one star. It's like, the, na- the name of the fucking beer is pina colada. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, speaking of how you name some of your beers, um, I noticed you kind of have that theme of a lot of them are science of selling Fill in the blank. Yeah, so SOS. Can you, can you People think it's on like, that? A, like danger creamsicle. SOS. <laughs> but that was, sounds more fun. Danger creamsicle. <laughs> Beware. But what happened was danger. writing out the <laughs> science of selling. So we did the science of selling out. Right. It's kind of like a goof. Is that a shout um, out to uh, the Less Than Jake's album? Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. just um, then it just became the science of selling just became like kind of one of our things. And then. The four signs series was we were always drinking things or like going out and dr- getting drunk on a Tuesday and being like, let's do it for science, man. I'm a science teacher. So, there you go. You know, it was always like, hey, uh, we found this random bottle with no label. Should we drink it? And then somebody would scream out for science. <laughs> you know? uh, I so get behind that. And then our first like new, a real New England IPA that we really tried when we were finally sat down and put it on the schedule, like, should we at this time, you know, when other half and, and even here locally when Northport was producing what could be, could be considered the greatest New England IPAs ever drank, like we were like, sh- should we even try and enter this game? And then it was right. kind of like, right, let's do it for science, man. Let's see what happens. And then the beer just got called for science and people loved it. So okay. that series was born, but it's completely by accident and it just happened organically. That's great. Yeah, I know. That's how all the best names always. (laughs) I I know that's like very popular. Whenever you do a can release of that, they usually do not last. We uh, 
we are extremely blessed. A lot of our cans do really, really well. And, um, you know, there's, there's the argument of uh, can releases and hype like that. There's something to be said for it, and you can argue both sides of the fence. And we've been very fortunate to have lines down the block and beer sell in 10 minutes. Um, but for us as a, as a business and supporting their customers, um, that's why we went to online pre-sales for some of those big beers. Right, yeah. That, and, and you've um, been doing that the last, the last few, right? Yeah, we, we know now the ones that are going to be gone quick. Um, we've learned that over time, and so we pre-sold them. And those days, those Wednesdays, there's no line anymore. There's, you know, there's no, like, you know, people sitting around drinking with coolers. So that we, we paid one for the other, but... When we had hype and when we had lines and stuff like that, um, it was worse for people. We got we got more not angry, but more people that were upset. Like, dude, I can't make it there. I, I live in Oceanside. I can't make it there on a Wednesday at five o'clock. Right. Yeah. But when we gave people the opportunity to buy online for no extra cost, the price was exactly the same as it was in the tasting room. Oh, that's great. Um, we ate that cost, that processing cost, because it was important to us, you know, to allow the guy from Oceanside to have from Wednesday to Sunday to come pick up his beer. And if right. we had any extra, we sold them here in the tasting room. Right. And sometimes sometimes even our pre-sale beers don't sell out, but at least we gave people the option and we got enough thank yous where we continued doing that. That's now, a really fantastic idea and it also alleviates any other issues you could have with people being upset about people online or get being online and not getting the beer or whatever, you know, whatever else it is. One of those things that wasn't our idea, like most things you have to learn and you have to adapt with people that are sometimes smarter than you and you know, Six Point, they created an app and where you could order online and it's, it, it really came down to like, does that idea suck? No, that idea is awesome. How do we do it? And you know, Gage over at Beer Menus was super awesome with us and I was like if you want to try it we'll help you build it if if it works it'll work for both of us if it sucks and crashes and burns we'll go down together um so okay. you know shout out to beer menus they took a they took a shot with us um and they took a shot with the program and we hope that more breweries because I can't get I can't I can't get beer sometimes and I would love right. to support local breweries but you know they're selling out too and I'm fortunate enough where sometimes people bring me cans but mm. you know I would love to buy I would have loved to have had, you know, anniversary beer from Northport. I, I can't get it, you right. know. Um, but if I was able to buy it on pre-sale, you know, I might have been able to get it. Right, right. Now, did you get any kind of flack from the, the neighborhood at all from having lines of people or anything like that? No, the location where we're at, uh, there's really nobody around. The only yeah. other business that's next to us is my landlord. Okay. And when he sees lines, he knows his rent's going to get paid. Right. Uh, so, and they happen. They happen. Oh, is, it, is John your landlord? Uh, no, no. Uh, it's uh, oh, Fleischer Realty. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they're, they're, you know, he's he's okay with it. And we're the only ones in this unit. And we're okay. set off the main street. We have plenty of right. parking. So we don't, really dis- we don't really disrupt that many people. That's good. And this was one or two times. Like it wasn't a, right. it wasn't a every weekend kind of thing. We're, we're not that big. And we, mm-hmm. we, Chris and I saw lines as a problem, not as a, uh, a benefit to the brewery. So okay. when we saw lines, although it was exciting, and, um, but we really 
we looked for a solution to lines, which is kind of how the online sale really no, began. I think that's a great way to approach it there. Yeah, we, I just was I just was wondering if that, if you had got anything. With it's that. all it's all about the customer. For yeah. you guys, ready for more sour? Yeah, I think we got um, some cans of the last one. What's gil- that? What Gilgo? The Gilgo. It's a Goza style. All right, we love Gozas. Yeah, it's a uh, Goza with Himalayan pink salt, pink guava, and passion fruit. I used some pink salt last night to try to get rid of my hangover. There we go. <laughs> And and yes, and, and yes to answer the public's not, no. There's no dead bodies in the Gilgo because that's what everybody. Oh, is there any dead bodies in this Gilgo? Like it's the, like, har, har, like har. the very first time someone's ever said it to you. Every time. Oh, every time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's super creative and funny. Oh. Thank you for. I've never heard that before. <laughs> know what I mean? The oh, nose man. on this is incredible. The, yeah, the oh. beer. It's uh, about it's about 45 days old now. It's just under 50 days old. Um, and it's not on tap anymore. It's pretty much just available here. You can find it um, in some local beer distributors. But it's one of the sours just get better. And fruit, some fruits just do awesome. And the guava is just one of those fruits. And it just, it drinks, it drinks awesome. It's like the best $10 six pack I, I, I've ever bought. <laughs> <laughs> it is very tasty. Yeah. Um, I tend to not like passion fruit and beers. And so far you've given me two, two beers with passion fruit in it that I really like. That's all Chris, I also man. That's not me. I <laughs> really don't like guava. Really? And both of those things together, I would be frightened to death. Now, I wish it wouldn't be because then it goes. I would still drink it. I would still try it. But I'm, it's amazing. Thank you. They, Thank you. It's, they pair well, so well together. I don't, I don't love all my beer, but the ones I love, I love. And this is one of those ones yeah. that I'm not just saying everyone's good. I gave you the ones that I wanted to drink with you. No, that's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of beers we won't be having. There's a reason for that. <laughs> no, that's, um, I, I love this, this fruit flavor to it, and it's... It's definitely got that summertime vibe. Like it does, and I think it fit perfect for that for hanging out on the beach and drinking this one. It, really it, was, one like of, it. it was one of those when you wanted to have five or six beers, you could have five or six beers. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could easy. put away the six pack real easy. Yeah, well, it's up here. <laughs> There's still more in the can. So, well, but yeah, more's gonna go in there. <laughs> I'll finish mine, and then we'll be ready for the last one over here too. Yeah, the um, I think the, I think the the resurgence in Goza is probably one of the best things to happen to to craft brewing and stuff because it, it's such a great way to give someone something off the wall that someone that doesn't like beer like okay well to have this this is the doesn't get much farther from beer than this have this thank you Westbrook yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, exactly. yeah that, and, uh, that Westbrook goes is amazing and it's yeah. it's funny too you tell people once again back to these buzzwords where it's you try and avoid like you tell people salt in beer they're like. You know, or like when we used to tell people, they'd be like, what's a goza? I'm like, oh, it's a salty, sour wit beer. I'm like, man, I just said two disgusting things that yeah. could possibly be in a liquid and then a pretend- in the same sentence to try and sell them. It's like, yeah. oh, this is a combination of urine and diarrhea. <laughs> but I swear it's delicious. It's like, right. Um, so you say, you say sour, which is a danger word for right. people. And yeah. then salt, people like, they can just, they just picture bay water. Right. Which is what my wife used to say. Um, tastes like bay water, but then <laughs> maybe you don't use that one either. <laughs> no, well, it was what it was. was but you feed, well, don't. what it was was feedback. We were yeah. putting too much salt in it. Yeah, yeah. you know. And uh, if you can't get constructive criticism from your family, and then we learn, and yeah. the salt, the salt content is super, super important. And there's there's a uh, salt is like avocados. Not ready, not ready, not ready. I'm ready too late. Yeah, you know. Uh, and salt is the same way. Like no, not you, enough, not enough. Yeah, not enough. you've got the right balance in Dang, here. Yeah. Like it, it's it's there enhancing the flavor, but it's not so much that like you have a lingering saltiness. And in Chris had to dump a lot of ghosts to find, to find that perfect amount yeah. for him. Yeah, and then now trying to think about doing that on a ten barrel scale because it's not linear. You don't just yeah. no. you don't just take three barrels worth of salt and then. 
multiply it by three and a half and get your 10 barrel amount. So when we start doing the gozes on the 10 barrel, you know, it's going to be, we're just thinking about all the beers that we're going to have to dump trying to figure out that salt content. But if you're, if you're going to try and if you're a home brewer or even a brewery that wants to make gozes, definitely start less salt. Yeah. Um, and go up. Yeah. You know, definitely start, start less salty. Better to be, better to drink a ghost and be like, this could use a little more salt than too salty because then, then, you then you're just over You don't dump not salty enough, but you definitely dump too, too salty. salty. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the salt also, it acts just like it would in a, um, a savory Unless dish. It makes, the, it, makes the fruit, yeah. it makes the fruit just pop. Yeah. I always tell people, like, when they talk about, like, with the salt in a beer, like, or, and they go, why would, why would I even want salt? I go, how many times have you reached for pretzels? Or peanuts or something. As soon as you're, you know, when you're drinking beers, anyway, like you know, your brain knows that salty goes with beer, and that's a good flavor. Yeah. Like, don't be so weirded out by it. Right. It's a flavor enhancer. It's the same reason why you put salt in chocolate chip cookies. It exactly. makes it taste better. <laughs> salt makes everything better. It's true. Now I know some people do. Uh, will even put uh, the thing about a goza. I'm just thinking of this. You could put anything in it. You put the salt in there, but you can put. I saw a. a, a White pepper, um, cucumber goes it's a, a... It's a very versatile style. Like, I mean, textbook definition, salty, sour, wit beer. I mean, it's, it's wit yeast. Um, right. It's got a, it's got a, uh, a wit base. Um, but then, yeah, you can really... And once again, back to Westbrook, they, they went with something. You guys can fish. I got my own can. Okay. Um, they went... They took a shot, and yeah, and it wasn't until they really started making... I guess, like, the Berliner Weiss is very, very similar in style. And then when right. people started fruiting up the Berliner Weisses and things like that, I, you got into, like, hey, why don't we... Because Gilgo didn't start with fruit. Gilgo started as just a whip beer, salty, sour whip beer, straight, right. traditional go style. And then we're like, this is, like, the third different fruit that we've tried in it, which makes people so angry on Untapped because they're like, which Gilgo is this Gilgo? Which one am like, I getting? I'm like, it's just Gilgo. It's evolved, man. No two recipes are the same. Don't lie yeah. to yourself. Here's, here's my untapped issue. I don't use untapped mostly because I, I don't want my liver to know what I'm doing to it. But I, uh, I, that record. I really can't stand when people put years. Like so when someone comes in and they're the first one to check it in and they put a year on it. Like it's not a vintage, man. Like some beers aren't, some, some beers aren't. Right, exactly. So, if it specifies it on the on the thing, like Black Friday, like Black Friday from Long Island, there's there's years to that always. Or 120 IPA from Dogfish Head. No. Right, different yeah. beers. Yeah, <laughs> it's like unreal. Yeah, but that's what that happened with the pumpkin. People are like, if you look at some of our pumpkins, like pumpkin 2016, because we just called it pumpkin. Right. And it's like, all right, well, it's the same recipe from last year. I mean, like Jabruzzo, we, we put vintages on Jabruzzo because we make it different every year. The barrels are different every right. year. Right, and that makes but sense. But, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's like – and people – I guarantee there's a bunch of Gilgos. Oh, yeah. There's definitely, like, uh, Gilgo with passion fruit and Gilgo with this, but yeah. same beer. What the hell is that? <laughs> what, the beeping? No, the sound. Do you have, do you have a Roomba? Uh. I don't, yeah, it's a Roomba. Yeah, the, beep, the beeping is definitely the uh, probably the smoke alarms that are all going to die, and I got to get on a ladder and change the nine volts. Yeah. Good luck with that. Always fun. So we're drinking your Common Roots collaboration right now. Can you tell us about that? I mean, without sounding like I have an extreme man crush on Christian from Common Roots, um, well, you do. Oh gosh, <laughs> I love that dude to death, and we we got hooked up with Common Roots. By literally me stalking 
out people with cool ships. Right. We so could you? What is common? I don't know common roots. What is that? Is that right. a brewery? Like, give me the give me the loadout because I don't so, know. What's going and that, on. and it's funny that you say it like that because common roots is a, a brewery in Glens Falls. They're okay. uh, up in the Saratoga region, north of Albany. Okay, and I had never heard of them, so of course they must have been a shitty brewery because. I'm from Long Island, and I haven't heard of them, so they can't be good, right? Right, right. And when we were going into our cool ship program, I just started looking for hashtag cool ships on Instagram. Then I saw New York, and all I got was, like, the picture of their cool ship. Right. Nothing else. And I looked back, and he has a very, very nice Instagram, but didn't really tell too much about the brewery. So I just – I tagged him, like, hey, wanted – I love cool ships – you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think I emailed him or DM'd him and he got back to me and I was like, oh, well, he has time to get back to me. His brewery definitely sucks uh, because <laughs> if you're a popular brewery owner, you don't have time to answer DMs. Um, long story short, he pretty much told me how to do a cool ship, the dimensions I needed for my cool ship. He mailed me some hops, aged hops from my first cool oh, ship because wow. I was running out of time. And then... After I did it, he goes, hey, why don't you guys come up to us and Cool Ship collab with us? And I, like, went from 6 to midnight. I was so freaking excited. <laughs> but this whole time, thought he was a three-bar, like, small bro- – well, we got up there, and I walked in. At- well, I first pulled in. They had a silo. Yeah. <laughs> like, and- oh. <laughs> a silo is the number one indication that a brewery is legit. <laughs> um, but um, – just was completely blown away. They are an amazing brewery. Um, they've just expanded. They have brew pubs. They have a cool ship program. They have 60 barrel fermenters that they quadruple batch into before they just expanded. Wow. Um, I want to say that they were brewing on a 15 when we went up there. Maybe less. Either set, It was either 7 15, but they were doing a lot of work. Yeah. And uh, up there in Glens Falls, there's not a lot going on, and mm-hmm. this dude was like the mayor, and not because he made beer, but because he had been around for so long, and he's such just a down-to-earth cool guy. Took us to a bar with like a carpets on the floor and bush on draft, <laughs> uh, yeah, and we just came up for the collab, bought us a hotel room, was like, "This and this is my town. I'm gonna take care of you, and wow, okay. and, and you'll never leave." And um, I think my wife has some family in that neighborhood. I guess. You need to go. Uh, it's like... We're going to go visit. <laughs> so we made this beer. We put it in like a fooder, which I didn't even know those really existed. I had heard other have had them, but I didn't think they really existed. And we, we went in to this fooder, and it's still in there. And just as like a joke, I was like, you got you to gotta come down to me. So this summer, he just like showed up and stayed with me for a couple days. Nice. And we brewed this That's beer. Great. We brewed this beer. Um it couldn't have been happier with it. It was actually our first kettle sour on the new 10-barrel system. Oh, wow. Because he's such a cool guy that he was like, if you guys fuck it up, who cares? We'll dump it, and we'll just have fun making it. Um, we got the Sal Blanc Great Must, which happened on the spot. Um, we're like, hey, it's kettle souring for a day. What should we do? Oh, let's go out east and get some Great Must. Okay. okay. So we got, so get we in the went, car, go out. And drove out and got that. Threw in some Nelson hops, which is... Got some awesome dry characteristics as well. Yeah, yeah. Made this beer, and uh, we featured it and released it up at they, they have a firm, uh, fermentation fest, which sounded like a great idea and was an awesome time. And then you realize you've been drinking sour beers all day, and it's, <laughs> it was an awesome experience, super intimate. Um, got to go up there again, 
go to the bar that doesn't have carpet. He claimed it didn't have carpet the first time. <laughs> I swear, when we were up there in the winter, it had carpet. They removed the carpet from March. Throw rugs. Right Maybe it was just throw rugs. Yeah, no, it was, <laughs> there was carpet. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, this carpet thing. I was like, there was definitely freaking carpets, but it's uh, super dry. Sav, it's it's almost like a wine consistency with the tartness of a beer. Yeah, and when you don't want a big fruited sour like Gilgo, there's a huge contrast here, yeah. and it's just awesome. I I can't can't speak highly enough about Common Roots, and you know, I totally put my foot in my mouth when we went up there and realized what an amazing opportunity was. And another shout out to him. He got me hooked up with Tavor, which I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's pretty much Amazon for beer right now. Right. Okay. And Chris and I just got licensed with Tavor. So our cans are going to be going out oh, to Washington great. state and featured on Tavor. So, uh, so people amazing. out of state are going to be able to get our beer that's as well. Nice. And that's all Christian hooked that up as well. Set us up. With that's those great. Guys. No, this is, re- this is really delicious. And as much as I really enjoyed Gilgo with that nice, sweet flavor, this is a great, change of pace back to it like you said it's super dry and it has that kind of wine like quality and this is just as drinkable too it doesn't not a sharp sour it's just a little bit of that tartness that really makes you want to go back for that next sip and delicious bro yeah the uh the great the great must gives it um kind of a a funky character you know what I mean? Like it's not a, it's not exactly a Brett Brett character, but it, it has more complexity to it than a lot of other kettle sours I've had. When I first drank it, I didn't realize that it was a kettle sour. Not that kettle sours are always one note, but that's kind of the thing you you get lactic and you know the fruit and it pops. But this right. has a real depth and complexity. Yeah, and the kettle sours. I mean, some people knock kettle sours as opposed to wild ale, and luckily we're doing both now. Um, but just because I'm cool shipping doesn't mean I don't appreciate kettle sours. Right. I mean, you can do so much with the kettle sour process, and you can fuck that up just as bad. And it's, it's kind of like fermentation. I can, I can vary my pH. You know, if, if we, Chris now knows the difference between a beer at 3.4 and a beer at 3.1. And, wow. I mean, when we, when we have these wild ales, we don't have that versatility because I can test the pH during the process, but there's so many other things happening while that pH is dropping in barrels as opposed to when it's dropping in a controlled environment in the kettle. And it's just one of those, there, there's a science behind it. And once people think that Chris just like tripped and fell and figured out how to do it. Like the hours that he put in, this dude reads more than I could ever imagine. I mean, passing the Cicerone test is one thing, but like acing it is another thing. And he, He's just a research guy, Maybe. you know, and he didn't just say, oh, I'm going to pour lacto in a kettle and figure it out, you know, and right. it was mm. hours and, and months of I'm not ready to make it yet. I'm not ready to make it yet. I'm not ready to make it yet. All right, I'm going to make it. Oh, shit, I fucked it up. I'm going to make it again. I'm going to make it again. And also not accepting failure. And that's that's how he got to this. It was stressful for us to go into a 10 barrel kettle, barrel, yeah. kettle sour. Three barrel and ten barrel, completely different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially the lacto pitch. Like we were like, oh my god. Like we used to just like dribble some lacto in there, and then we had like a five gallon carboy of lacto that we had made in house mm. as a as a house strand. Super stressful, and I, I got to give it to Chris again. He, he knocked it out of the park with this one. Yeah, the, the, all the beers have been killer, and the, the the breadth and differences between all of them, and the only thing that's similar is 
they're exactly what they're supposed to be. Like you put it on the board, you get tasted everything from the creamsicle to the the pumpkin stout having both stout and pumpkin in it. It was yeah. it's all been tremendous. I think you hit it right there. I mean, for me, the ones that have really stood out, like these last two, have been really amazing, and that uh, that ripe for the picking is just yeah. Oh, that's a gun hill. <laughs> a little fun fact: Dave uh, Lopez, who owns Gun Hill, was on Entourage. It's hilarious. He's a movie yeah. star. He's going <laughs> to yell at me. Hopefully, he doesn't hear this, but. Great, dude. I mean, I got to do a collaboration with a guy that was on the cover of Beer Advocate magazine. So there you go. I mean, the the humbling aspect of this industry, and you know, the people, the people that have helped me get here, I, I couldn't thank enough. I mean, I remember standing over Steve Paminski's shoulder, um, being like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? I want to open a brewery. What are you doing?" And him never swatting me away. Yeah. You know, ne- and just being like answering questions he could, but. You know, in the amount of times I call Lori for a mustache, like, what do I do? What do I do? Or, like, the time I need to calm down, I call Larry from Spider Bite and be like, can you give me some of your cool, calm demeanor? <laughs> you know? Or then going out to Mike and Port Jeff when I really need to rage and party and he's just ready to go always. Like, the, the industry as a whole, especially here on Long Island, I, I can say a little something awesome about every single brewery and... You know, we, we're cliche and we, you know, we, we definitely try and portray that we're all one family and we're doing this together and it's not cliche. I mean. Oh, no, we've definitely was, witnessed that first. Yeah, I, I can't say, like, you don't think I called up Steve, uh, you don't think I called up Kevin Schiller and asked him how to make a new England IPA and asked for help? Like, <laughs> I definitely did. And then Greg Mace at Great South Bay, who is a technical genius, he pretty much right. designed my whole glycol setup because there's no manuals for that shit. Right. You know, every single one of us has, has something to give. And um, some people, and, and that's, why, that's why Long Island's taking off as a craft yeah, scene. It's been great. Because it's not one of us. We all have our own niche and we all have our own something to contribute. It's been really nice for us to see the same thing. I mean, I can tell you that you guys were definitely the first ones that we walked into, and you were like, oh, yeah, we know that podcast. Like, Chris was like, yeah, I listen. And I'm like, really? What? Why? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we've um, been very lucky to do a a bunch of these interviews, and it's really nice to have done this one with you finally, because you were the first ones to make make me at least realize, holy crap, like, we might actually be doing it right. We had to wait until I had some dark beers on the board for you. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it, and... I think I might get something of that brown to take home with me, too. Please do, man. I mean, and I know that uh, off the record, I have some of your stuff to try, too. But uh, it's uh, this is this is good stuff. Chris would love to be here. Chris is it's actually his daughter's fourth birthday today. So uh, he didn't blow me off. He didn't blow you. No, no, no. He is a super busy guy. And he uh, definitely wanted me to let you guys know. Happy birthday, Maddie. Um, But. Yeah, no, this is, this is a team effort. If you've been to the brewery, you probably know my staff more than you know me. You yeah, know? Your staff is great. So, yeah, Brian, Liz, Gina, Abby, Jesse, Jimmy, and Ryan's here today. Um, those dudes, they bail me out. If, if it wasn't for them, I'd never know I was out of toilet paper. Or, <laughs> you know, like Liz yeah. called me and was like, dude, we're down to 22 glasses. I'm like, shit. So, I mean, so many balls up in the air. And Chris and I, we could not do it do this alone so i want to give credit to them more credits too well definitely noted you guys keep a great house running here absolutely i think the last thing we have to do is just give them uh, the six pack of questions right oh shit yeah mark mark forgot about what this. do we yeah. got 
So yeah. all our guests, we always try to hit with a, uh, a six pack of quick answer questions oh, that we just that you know we is just want. Is this where Chris said, "Don't say something stupid"? Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what kind of primer he gave you beforehand, but it's basic stuff. You have to do this in the beginning before I have a couple of drinks. No, 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 no man, no that, shot. That takes away all the fun of it. It's nothing technical. So, you like, know, and it's all like you know, we want you to like tell us your worst enemies, everything that you hate about your neighbor, <laughs> all this stuff that that undoes yeah. all the wonderful things you just said. That's really what the whole point of this is. All right, come nah, at, it's it's come really at me. simple. We're it's ready. Really We're, I won't even I won't even cheat and look at the questions beforehand. You, right. you can read it if you want. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so number one is what's your favorite beer or old standby that you always have in the fridge? Um, there is always a twelve pack of Miller High Life bottles in my refrigerator. The champagne of beers. Yes, it um, is also the Red Solo Cup Special at Fatwood Kitchen. It, we were there it, last it, night. I know. <laughs> nice. Like that's literally what it's called. It's the, the Red, Red Solo S- Cup Special. And oh, then he asked us what it, it was. Four do- it's four dollars, and it comes in a Red Solo. But cup. they told us they won't take our beer because they don't support local beer. They want to keep their southern fe- southern theme. <laughs> oh. But uh, I always have that. But you can't find that at parties. When I go to parties, I drink Coors Light. There you go. All right. And uh, if uh, more traditional, um, you know, uh, all day Founders, Founders All Day IPA. Okay. Um, if I'm going to drink that, I can drink a hundred of those. But I, when Would I'm not you around, say you could drink it all day. I could drink it all day. Dale's, Dale's Pale Ale. I used to be able to drink that a lot, but. They started overcarbonating their beers, and after opening 10 six packs of Dale's Pale Ale uh, and just blowing up all over me, I stopped buying their beer. So, Miller High Life, definitely Miller High Life all day. All right, number two, what brewery is your favorite that isn't your own? Uh, Avery, uh, Boulder, Colorado. My daughter is literally named after that brewery. Wow. Um, and that business model, if, if I'm going to go a little bit more local, um, I, I love Barrier, and I'm not just shouting them out. I, I love his. I love Evan's um, premise. Um, I loved what they stood for. I loved everything, his, his tasting room, his small pours, rotating menu. So when I was a home brewer and the days where Chris and I wanted to open a brewery, we definitely try and re- uh, emulate Barrier. Okay. Um, I haven't been out there because it's wicked far and it's yeah. stupid hard to get to. Right. Um, but off a big beer, definitely Avery. Um, and small beer... I, I got to go Barrier. Sorry, everybody else local. I can't speak for Chris, but Barrier for me. And they they won't collab with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three, what's your favorite brewing ingredient? It used to be lactose, and I went uh, dairy-free, but uh, we are big fans of fruit, obviously, and my favorite fruit is raspberries. Okay. Um, I think you could put raspberry beer in almost any beer. Um, so I, my favorite brewing ingredient right now, fruit-wise, is definitely raspberries if i'm gonna go off fruit then coffee i'm a big coffee stout guy gotcha all right number four what's your least favorite style belgians of beer? Yeah. You, you cannot find a belgian that i can drink a full pint of and enjoy the, every sip i just it's one of those things like my uncle's drink zambuca christmas i just can't oh, do oh, it God, uh, so that, that's a big thing in my wife's family oh. too like and it, like my my father-in-law and my wife's uncle got blitzed on zambuca at my wedding yeah, that's an easy sure one. Did. It's an easy one for me. I, <laughs> I, I just, I cannot. Cakes. I just can't drink Belgians. I just can't do it. And, and yeah, I, just, I can't. I like that's. I don't. I don't necessarily pick that up strongly in a lot of Belgian beers, but like in the, the the liquor, it's just like punchy in the face and like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, that's like so I did it one time. So it was like hey, we're doing shots. I'm like, all right, never again. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of those. Uh, 
high school mistakes for me. <laughs> yeah. Raise my, my buddy's dad's yeah. liquor cabinet and drink way too much Sambuca. And we were like, yeah, this is disgusting. There's a reason why that was left behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Number five, uh, where do you want to go on beercation? Uh, Asheville. Uh, it's like there's no local airport or I would have gone there. Um, I mean, Boulder was right behind there, and then I went to Boulder into the Ironman there and got to go to all the freaking awesome things. But I've never been to Asheville. I've been to Austin. There's some really good. I've I've yeah. gone on some beer vacations, but never been to Asheville, and it's huge. And I, I definitely want to go there. I don't know if I will, but I definitely want to go there. And then, lastly, we have uh, what is your favorite name for beer that you've seen? Our beer or any beer? just any like you know a, like a, a super ah. like punny name or just appropriate for the style. Yikes. Um, this is always the hardest one. Yeah. No, it, it really is, but um, I think if I can say it, not specific beer name, but uh, the brewery um, in California, I think it's awesome. Not a lot of people know that it's spelled R-U-E um, because of Patrick Rue. Yeah. He owns right, the brewery. It's, yeah, it's... So uh, I always thought that that was super clever, clever how Patrick Rue made his brand the brewery and everyone's like that's super arrogant um but when it comes down to there's it, also a lot of people that don't realize like the brewery okay what what about i really did not i really did not know that was his name uh, yeah, oh, i'm one of those yeah. guys sitting there like oh i had no idea it's, about that but they, that's awesome but and you, I love you've it. been staring at the bottles being like why is it spelled that way i honestly i just thought it was like some crazy year and he's a master cicerone like so you can't screw with him but yes his name yeah. is patrick he's, Rue. he's one of the six. are you e yeah. And uh, yeah, he's one of the six. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the brewery is a play on words on his own name. No, like no, I've, I've drank a ton of the beers, and I, <laughs> I know the thing. And I always just assumed it was like a like a European spelling for it or something like that or something else. <laughs> didn't know it was, well, didn't I know it was his yeah. name. Well, I was, I was able like, to teach you awesome. something. Thank you. But I think I do like a lot of like fun names and hour when we did like a feel of my plums uh yeah that, that was a good name or like you know you're, even the accidental text on purpose if you've about, never seen that episode like oh gosh it was like larry david is hilarious but um when he talked about the accidental text on purpose which was you know you want to go do something with your buddy you know and you pretend like you're texting him back uh i would love to be there but i have to spend time with my wife i told her but you sent it to your wife accidental text on purpose because your wife has to write back and say oh that was so nice that you (laughs) that you cared about me go go have fun with him uh so that's but um you know just simple clear to the point like 60 minute ipa done or dale's pale ale (laughs) you know you can't i can't get away from you're talking about barrier before and like you know we had the their roush beer which is named frau blucher yeah exactly or or gozilla (laughs) yeah you know, they, yeah. they made Godzilla call to action barrier. I've been asking them to make Godzilla again, and they just can't put it on their schedule. They're, they're, I guess they're a little busy for that. But, yeah. Do you know what I think you should do? You should probably go on Untapped and give them a bunch of one stars and just see <laughs> if that works. That'll really get their... Bring Godzilla back. <laughs> <laughs> one star, not Godzilla. One star, not Godzilla. <laughs> this beer is not Godzilla. The people want Godzilla. So I think the only thing left that we got to ask you is... Um, you know, is there anything else that you want to shout out, or do you want to just give us your uh, I mean, you info are, where we can, where everybody can find you, just so if they if they haven't been here yet, which everyone should have. Yeah, should right on my uh, email. Um, email's Dubco IPA. Uh, not Dubco IPA. That's that's one of our beers. I've had a couple of drinks. Uh, Dubco two thousand fourteen at Gmail. 
Our website is super long, so don't go there. Destination Unknown Beer Company dot com. Uh, as long as there's no hyphens in there, yeah. it's okay. Um, Instagram Dubco underscore. There's an underscore because somebody had Dubco with zero followers, zero, zero likes, and uh, oh yeah, to zero followers. We don't follow anybody, and I get a lot of shit for that. Um, there is a reason. It has nothing to do with arrogance. Um, Chris and I are very big live your life not theirs and uh we're very focused on what Fair. we do and we understand the importance of instagram and letting people know that that's a social platform but we want to continue to do things um through our customer base and through what we believed in and if we felt that if we got caught up in what other people are doing that would lower who we are as people and we definitely follow and look at a lot of people but as far as our instagram and things like that. That's why we don't follow anybody. It's mostly because we want to stay true to our roots and um, just make sure that we don't get caught up in trying to be other people. We always just want to be Dubco. We always just want to be Brad and Chris. And that's why we don't follow anybody. Um, but that's it. You let me shout out everybody. Long Island has really, really been awesome to us. We've had our fights and uh, things like that with people. But who doesn't? We're humans. Um, but I could not be here. Like, I wasn't joking when I said I've stood over Steve Paminski's shoulder and, right. like, watch him clean a bright tank before, before I ever even filed a license. And Chris and I really try and pay it forward. There's a couple of breweries that are going to be opening. I know Square Head just opened, so I'll shout them yeah, out. Yeah, just right. yesterday. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, Secatog Brewing Company is going to be coming to West Yeah, we were Lester talking here. about them in the car on um, the way here. So, you know, those are the things that are really, really exciting for me because we're able to help those guys out. Kenny over there at Secatog. Um, please, please go see his space. It's, it's going to be. It I don't know. Like, I don't know exactly when he's going to get to open. It's a long process, but you know the guys at Hopwinds. We're able to pay that forward now, and we never forget. You know that we got to places by asking questions. So uh, you know, I hope Hopwinds gets to open. I hope all these guys. The rising tide raises all ships. There's no competition in our industry. Uh, we are all equal level playing field whether we make a million barrels a year or whether we make a thousand barrels a year because the more people drinking craft beer and enjoying our product the better yeah plus like it's nice when you have so like you guys here in bayshore Mm -hmm. you know you're not that far from great south bay you got the brewers collective hopwins is going to be right next door to them Mm -hmm. and just having having the collection in a geographic area it just like makes it a day at, like an afternoon activity for it people. does and we all have something really really different to offer i mean mm-hmm. the besides the beer the customer experience i mean you've been to great south bay they have a huge facility and it's awesome and they have you know tvs and indoor games and stuff like that and then you go to you go to the skeleton army over there at the brewers collective and they have an awesome space and video games and they're always doing live music and featuring food trucks you come to us and you get a bunch of wood on the wall and you can drink a lot of sours and you know, we all have something to offer and we all have something for everybody and if you're in a group of 10 friends going out you can come to every brewery and satisfy the needs yeah, of all 10 people definitely. and like it's not like hey do you want to go to the brewers collective or dubco today it's like hey how can we do both it's like all right we're starting here and then we're gonna move i want to go to the brewers collective we have to go there and play pac-man and play darts for a little bit (laughs) but we have to go to dubco because i heard they have a new fruit sour so there's always like you know that atmosphere as well so that's good you brought up darts so are you gonna beat spider right again oh god yeah no i think they they brought in ringers those assholes and uh you know we were like we were homegrown regulars that like were like i'll drink beer and play darts we're like these guys came up and they were doing like they had their own pt guy that was there like <laughs> stretching shoulders and things like that they, they were doing staff what are you, you know, doing you can't have a staff. 
we were drinking beers, eating pizza. They were doing acupuncture, getting ready for uh, for darts. But no, we're definitely Cupping doing works great the, the winter dart league is back. Uh, Port Jeff is in, Brewers Collective's in, a bunch of other people. I think so LIBME might feel the team. I don't know, you know. We are always willing to come up with reasons to tell our wives why we need to hang out and drink beer. <laughs> it's very dedicated. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think that's just about going to wrap it up. Um, thank you so much for having us here. It's been a, a great morning drinking beers. And can't wait to uh, – we're going to have to do it again now and get your uh, Yeah, we'll, get we'll your do other this again at some point. In the yeah, yeah, no, we'll get Chris in. Like I said, we'll pick a day. I, that's partly my fault. I scheduled with you guys – um, not no realizing worries. it was Maddie's birthday. And like I said, Chris, I speak for Chris. Look, we're just happy I, that we finally like got <laughs> to sit down here because exactly. every other time we come in, you're like, what are we doing this? Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I think I speak for both of us and also, you know, all the people that work for me, like awesome, awesome to talk to you guys. And it's, it's been a good time for everybody. Awesome. Thank cool. you very Thank much. You very cheers, much. Cheers, cheers. 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 Cheers, man. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and cheers for local beers.